I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is the Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide to stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide 2, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. I feel really good. Okay, okay. Really good. I have not been on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter in over a month. Huh. (laughs) So what's, what's, I mean, I know this. Because you're not there. Mm-hmm. I'm not there liking everything that you post. <laughs> yes, and I'm offended by this greatly. Sorry. I need your validation. I know. <laughs> okay. I have to come clean about something. Okay. I have never done an, in, uh, an internet or social media fast. I'm not surprised. What what does that mean exactly? (laughs) You, okay, so as long as I've known you, you have always been really good at keeping up your your social media platforms. You're really good. I look up to you. It's so good. And you run two podcasts at the same time. I just, I, I wouldn't know what to make of it if you took a week off. You've just got such a good, um, you've got a good media. Uh, oh, that made no sense. You got a good media. <laughs> you have good media. You do good media. <laughs> Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Big thumb up. No, you got a good online personality. You, that's like, it's it's the Phil show. Um. Also, to be honest, if I did take a week off, you probably wouldn't know it because I'd schedule a bunch of stuff so that it would still look like I was posting. But See, exactly. That said... I mean, people have various reasons for taking a social media fast, mm-hmm. um, for taking a break from social media. Um, some people find it overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've gotten into too many internet fights, or maybe just like just all of the news and all of the QAnons and the stuff just start to push you over the edge, and mm-hmm. you know that that can be difficult to to to, to deal with. So, my question for you is what made you want to go away from all of your social media platforms? Okay. How is it that theater has shut down in Canada? Like, and just everywhere. How is it that it is shut down 
And there are still people who have these great successes during this time. It's sickening. It, it makes me sick in the best of ways. I'm happy for you. I'm so happy for you. But it's for the fact that I am in the middle of a whole bunch of renovations in my house. There's no theater anywhere near me. I, I work in a theater, but I'm not in that creative department keeping up in the conversations. I'm devoid of that right now. There's something in me that's thirsting for creativity. And to see other people's success, I found it was bringing an ugly shade in me. It, it was not a good color on me. Um, and I didn't want to lose that feeling of being happy for my friends and seeing them do some wonderful stuff. I wanted to be so supportive of them, but also take care of myself. Hmm. So those that are close to me that speak to me outside of social media, I have already made them fully aware that I'm going on a blackout and I'm, you just won't see me post for a while. If you need me, you know where to find me. So if you have news to tell me, I know you're going to reach out to me. But in the meantime, I just don't think I was able to fully digest the success mm. and feeling as if I was just standing still. Mm. Now, this is not the first uh, social media fast that you've done. You've done other ones in the past. So for those ones, what like if you could think of another example outside of pandemic times mm. that, that made you want to, to take a break? I wasn't getting a lot done. I, I found that I would block out some creative time and, you know, I would keep my phone nearby. You know, it was somewhere for me to just pick it up, scroll through Instagram quickly, check out Facebook. So I found it was more of a distraction and a bad habit. And then, of course, I already have some bad FOMO in me. So while I'm trying to be creative, I'm looking at what other folks are doing, wanting to be there, wanting to do what they're doing. Um, so it was definitely a mindset of not focusing on myself, not being mindful of my own time and mindful mm. of my own energy. And, and where was I putting it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely see that. I definitely see that. Um, it it the the phone and the the social media can be a huge distraction. Mm -hmm. Now, for some people during the pandemic, that's that's been a good thing. I'm sure there are some people who are like, "Oh, thank God for TikTok," because without that, I wouldn't lose three hours at a time scrolling or something like that. But yeah. Um, on the other hand, when you're trying to get stuff done, it is not your friend. No, because no. the algorithms exist to try to keep you watching as mm -hmm. long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I've been trying to reinvent what social media means to me. Uh, so for instance, I'm not really a big fan of Facebook, but I can't bear to get rid of it. There's something about it. I just, I need Facebook. So I think redefining what my relationship is going to be from here on out has been mm -hmm. the saving grace for me. So it's just become, it's a place where I can check out groups the lots of theater groups are on there. Um, lots of, um, lots of friends that I know that just use Facebook are on there. So it's just mm -hmm. my way of staying connected, but it's not something I have on my phone anymore. It's not something I have on my favorites page when I open up my browser. It's just gone. It's my, if I need something, I'll type out the URL myself. Mm -hmm. I don't need it right there. Um, and, and same with um, Instagram. Instagram's more of my, if I need 
craft ideas. Like I'm very crafty. I love painting and I love sketching. So if I need ideas and inspiration, I'll go there, but I'm not going to go there for my late night, my late night feeding, if you will. <laughs> What's, what I find interesting. So for example, um, that's, you know, Facebook, for example, for me, um, I have essentially uh, Mary Kondoed my friends list on Facebook. I've essentially gone through and um, decided with all of the people on there, does this person spark joy? And if I don't get joy from the person on Facebook, if something stresses me or if they're posting bullshit, they're gone. I don't, I like, I have no sentimentality about that. Oh, doesn't wow. matter if we were friends in high school, if you're, I don't know, an asshole, um, I'm not going to keep you around. Absolutely. You know, there's so many people that argue that you should keep people that you don't agree with on your social media. But my problem with that is productive conversations don't tend to happen on social media. I think we need to start framing ourselves in conversations when we don't agree with someone to have those discussions, but that doesn't mean I need to keep you on my personal social media. That's for the content I want to see. Yeah. I don't want to see QAnon on your page. I don't want to see any, uh, any conspiracy theories and, you know, gently telling you to check your sources and you're coming back at me telling me to check my sources. I, I it's just not yeah. productive. Yeah. That's, that's very true. I, th- See, for me, I think there's something to be said for keeping some voices that you don't agree with on your Facebook. But just because you don't agree with somebody, that isn't a reason to keep them on there. If you are able to have conversations with them and to like go back and forth, by all means, keep them. But if, if their response to what you say is to call you sheeple or to... Um, tell you to watch this, you know, if you would just do your research and, and, you know, watch this, this video on YouTube, like if they're like not participating in the conversation, yeah. then it is not a healthy person to have on there. And there's, you're getting nothing from having them as a quote unquote friend on Facebook. But Phil, what about the scientists that sent shockwaves throughout the community? What about those videos? Oh, you mean... <laughs> What was it? The the the, the, plan, the pandemic. Oh yeah, that was a good. Remember one. that one that oh. lasted like about 15, 15 minutes, and then everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's take a look at who's making this, and what their bias is, and what their purpose is, and let's take a look at the person who's like who they're interviewing, and take a look at the fact that they um, are notorious for doing bad research." But no, 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 it's okay. YouTube wouldn't lie to me. That was my favorite time during the pandemic. It was a simple time. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. the, the thing is that, like, if, like, it's un- important to understand that, yes, media has a bias. All media sources have a bias. So will the media source give you the absolute truth? No. But they have uh, ethics, journalistic ethics that they are supposed to follow. And they will follow those. So they are not trying to lie to you. It's important to go to reliable sources and not to just start digging into every corner of the internet when somebody has an opinion. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, 
during this fast, I have had to choose my news sources very carefully because I knew if I was going to be taking a break, I knew that I would need to be able to keep up with what's happening in my community, what's going on in Ontario. Um, I, I need to keep up with the with politics in that sense. So choosing reliable sources was my best bet because I'm one of those people that just prowls the comment sections. Mm-hmm. And oh, I... See, oh. I'm just I just have to tell you that this is what you should not do. Oh, never. As as a long time like, you know, I'm an old man, I've been using the internet a long time. Um the first lesson of the internet is stay away from the comment session, especially on a news site. Oh, I'm a glutton. I'm a glutton for punishment. That that's a problem. You need to you need to you need to get away from that stuff. I do. I do. And you know something, it's gotten it's gotten better. I have had a lot more restraint. I I'm on TikTok. I don't I don't post anything. I just like it for a distraction because it's again it's just creative stuff to get my to get the juices going. Um, but I have to really stop myself from pressing the comment button. See, I don't have a problem Ooh. with that at all. I don't give a shit about the comments. I don't. No. I don't. Um, I, it doesn't matter how interesting the video is on the TikTok. I don't care. I'm not commenting. Right. I will give you a like. I will give you a follow if you're interesting. But I am not going into that comment section because that way lies madness. Yes. No productive conversation is going to happen. And I, I actually started asking myself, as soon as I go to comment, I'm like, what is, who is this helping? Is just is this just making you feel better yeah. for saying what you believe, or is it? Are you looking to actually change somebody's mind? Both of way are not good ideas. Neither no. of them are good ideas. So seven times at six times out of ten, I stop myself. <laughs> it's 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 a difficult thing to do because mm-hmm. you know most people who are commenting, they're 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 go they're commenting for the creator to notice them. Mm-hmm. They're whether that is both positive or trolling, and they're looking to get, the trolls are looking to get a rise out of somebody, and they're so successful at what they do. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. best to stay away from comments in general. Mm-hmm. And you know, just going off of that as well, like social media felt to me like a constant reminder of the things I wasn't doing. The comment section felt like a constant reminder of the things I didn't feel like I could change. Hmm. Can I ask you about social media? Mm-hmm. As social media being about the things that you weren't getting done, is that because you were seeing other people doing them or because you were scrolling through your social media? It is a bit of both. It's also that I think I've learned that I didn't, um, I didn't have much faith in myself. If I hmm. found myself coveting what others had, I had to question if I felt I could do it myself. Hmm. And taking this break from social media, wanting to get back into developing the show that I'm working on, I realize I can do it. I have the ability to do this. And when I see others doing it, I don't know why I was twisting it in this way, where it was a, oh my gosh, they got there before I did. I'm clearly not good at this. Like, It's a terrible way of measuring yourself. And you shouldn't be measuring yourself in that way at all. No. I mean, the important thing 
about social media at all times, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, is that you are only seeing part of the story. Mm -hmm. You're never seeing the full story and you're only seeing the part of the story that they want you to see. So of course it's going to be like, like, oh, here I am at my villa in my perfect life. Meanwhile, they're like, they'd hiked for like 20 minutes to stand in front of the villa when they're staying at the Motel 6 down the road. (laughs) Like, just... You have to take everything with a grain of salt. And just because somebody posts it on social media doesn't make it true. Absolutely. You know, okay, so a funny story just about that is I was at this restaurant years ago, just as a sparked a memory in me. And I remember we were at this restaurant. It really wasn't that great, but they were really good at plating their food. Really good at that. And I remember seeing this influencer work every single pose to make the restaurant look better than it was, um, to make sure the food had the perfect lighting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I saw this person come in with a ponytail and just as the food came, they ran to the bathroom. I noticed that they put a little bit more makeup on. The hair was a little bit more styled. And seeing this person later on social media and how they framed it, the experience and it was like a 10 out of 10 experience when really it was like a five out of 10 Mm -hmm. that really showed me something minor a a smaller glimpse into the world of social media and it's it's really not all it's cracked up to be no it's true i always i i try to curate my lists as as well as possible so for example not just what i put out there that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the people that i that i follow and interact with I, I, I Mary condoed my Facebook list so that everybody gives me some measure of joy. My Instagram feed is is very careful. My main Phil Rickaby uh, uh, feed is is very curated. I'm very careful about who I follow because I just want to see interesting things. Yes, I follow my friends. Mm-hmm. I love to cheerlead my friends on on social. Um, but also, if I don't know them, they better have interesting co- content. And sometimes I'll follow somebody and I will get rid of them very quickly. Essentially, I end up with mostly just following my friends on, on, on Instagram and just cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Twitter is a whole other thing because Twitter is a cesspool and I don't go there very much. But I joined in 2007. And so I still have memories of when it was a good place. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Twitter is... It's something. It is a special breed out there. Twitter has this thing where people treat Twitter as though it's a place where you can have conversations. Mm-hmm. And you can on the surface, but there are people who are trying to have very nuanced conversations on Twitter and you can't do that. It's not built for that. No, no, I don't I don't think so at all. I mean, I only got it because we I was fringing at the time and everybody is on Twitter for fringe. Yes. Um yeah, that's that's the main platform you got to go to. So, but when I'm not doing anything theater-wise, I'm not on it and I'm losing that engagement. And then I, I suddenly become at the bottom of this algorithm and I can't keep up with the algorithm. And yeah, that's a whole other other world that I can't get into. I, I have I have a, a, a non-Twitter related question. Ooh. But you did mention that you are on TikTok. And I, I assume that by saying that, you mean that it's one of the social media platforms that you uh, did not purge from your life. I didn't. I cheated. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so confession, confession. 
TikTok has brought me little joys. Um, I, I am a sucker for puppets. There's one puppet in particular that is just uh-huh. my little uh-huh. favorite. Uh-huh. I think you yeah. know who they are, Phil. I do know who they Say are. Say their yes. name. It's Tad Monster. Yeah. <laughs> I am always, I, I love seeing puppets and puppies. That, that is my Marie Kondo. <laughs> is, is, your, is your Twitter for you page all puppets and puppies? Maybe. It's pup and pup? It's, it's pup and pup. If you, if you heard, if you were walking past my house, you would probably hear the aggressive, you have got to be kidding. Oh, <laughs> my, my squeal at puppies, my whole <laughs> private like page, all oh, puppies. Listen, this world is crappy. Okay. If I want to look at puppies all day. I am not judging you. I am not you. judging you. No, we take, we take <laughs> our, our joys where we can, especially during, I heard somebody refer to it as a global pandemic Lovato. Like you are just this, this pan fried dumplings is just too much for all of us. We just, just like take the joy where you can. I, I love the fact that everyone's coming up with a name for the pandemic. My favorite person, my personal favorite is Patricia. Hey, Patricia. <laughs> We're in the middle of this Patricia. You know what? I'm really <laughs> pissed at Patricia Demick. I would be, t- I am. What do you mean I would be? I am pissed at you her. bet. The thing is that social media is, in some ways, in this this pandemic, has become very important and yet so very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because there, I was listening to a, a, a podcast that was taking they they was looking at the truth, and they were talking about how because you can measure how quickly things spread on Twitter, mm-hmm. and so they were measuring. If there's a, a, a fake news story, like actual fake false story that goes out, how long and how far does it spread as opposed to the true story? Mm. And they found that, that fake news travels further and faster on Twitter than the truth does. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, while it's important, there are times like you open up Twitter and you're like, what's trending? What does that mean? Like... You're just like freaking out. And so you have to go down a hole to figure out like, is what this person's saying true or mm-hmm. is it not? Because Twitter is not the news source. It's the, it's, it's a delivery system. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's the thing. The fact that you have to keep searching and sifting through all of the, the bullshit that is out there and hearing these ugly voices come from people that you really once respected, it really did take a toll on me. Sure. It, I had to delete more people that I used to respect than I ever have before. And I think that that definitely hit me hard. That's, I mean, to me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, it's that whole looking at your friend list. And, and sometimes just because you were friends with somebody years ago does not mean that you need to be friends with them now. Yes, right. there's nostalgia, but sometimes the healthy thing to do is if that person is coming up on in the algorithm and it's serving you uh, uh, stuff that is that is wrong, that's racist, that's bigoted, that's 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 conspiracy theories. You can try to engage with them, and if that doesn't work, you can get rid of them. Yeah, because all that having them there does is continue to stress you out and 
and make you make you feel terrible about the world. Yeah, and it's the worst when it, you're guilted into thinking that you failed the conversation. You failed your own cause by deleting somebody that didn't agree with you and you just couldn't get through to them. I know for me, I have felt really bad. I felt like I failed my, you know, I felt I felt awful. I couldn't say the right words to change these people. But once again, how productive of a conversation is someone looking to have when they post things and they're not really engaging well with the with the with the material? I'm going to I'm going to go down a rabbit hole Ooh, for a second. So say, for example, you have a friend who is really buying into a, a conspiracy, mm-hmm. theory, whether it's QAnon or Flat Earth or whatever. The important thing to understand is what those things mean to them. You can't get through to them because they are getting something from those stories. Uh, both both Q and the flat Earth, the flat Earth people, all have this inherent belief that they know a truth that nobody else does, and that makes them special. Yeah. That is the most dangerous thing that anybody can can have fed into their brain. You are special because you believe this. And that's, that's, um, man, that's, that's powerful. And you can't shake somebody out of that. They will, will, they will go through so many other, so many twists of logic to hold on to that belief rather than, than give it up. That's a really good way of putting it. There is no way I can compete with somebody's ego. Nope. I, I don't stand a chance no. in that regard. And I think the harder that I was trying to fight with that, the more I was actually depleting energy from the people that really needed me present. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's an old uh, XKCD comic that's like uh, somebody's like at the computer late at night. You should come to bed. No, I can't. Someone is wrong on the Internet. And <laughs> that's if that's the state that you're in then you need to take a break either from that person or from the internet at large. Oh, absolutely. I mean, where where is the health benefit in that? I think I knew I had a problem when somebody on Twitter just so condescending, rude, just a tr- absolute troll. Absolute troll. The fact that I sat up in bed thinking about it for hours told me the next day when I was exhausted, this can't happen anymore. No, that, that cannot happen anymore. You know, here's the thing. Trolls are often very successful because they are very calculating. They are working to get a rise out of you and they, they can figure out just what to say. And the more angry Mm -hmm. you get, the more they enjoy it. You Mm -hmm. can really satisfy yourself though, by clicking through to that profile and seeing that um, they have zero followers and they're following three people or something like that. And that can tell you about the fact that this is not a real person. This is somebody who's getting their aggression out or something that they get something out of this trolling. Their real account is somewhere else. They're not worth that time. No, I like to navigate over to their profile and find the block button. I mean, that's also a great option. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, my favorite thing is like somebody gets, you know, there's, let's say, for example, the racist spouting stuff and somebody blocks them like, oh, so much for the tolerant left. And it's always like, wow. yeah, um, <laughs> no, that's there's the tolerant left does not tolerate certain things. And 
you, sir, are it. I, I went, that, that troll that I was talking about there, I went over to their profile and uh, their bio read, if you're reading this, you got like, you basically got too mad at me. The block button's up there. I was like, how many times do you do this? That's in in essence, this is this person's uh, entertainment. Yeah. No, this ain't their first rodeo. Oh, no, no, no. No. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now you mostly like who are the people that you follow on Instagram when your account is is up? When my account's up, I follow mostly the theaters in Toronto. I do like to keep up with what's going on there as well as anything uh, in the Niagara community. Um, I was never really too community based of a person years ago, and I've been trying to change that, especially since coming back to St. Catharines. Though I was not born here, this is my town, and I want to keep up with it. I used to keep up with friends from high school and during my time at university. And I came to a sad realization when I saw that um, a lot of them don't follow me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I started unfollowing them because it was, a, I think our worlds are just too big for each other to like, you're not in the center of my world. I'm not in the center of yours. We're okay to walk. So my algorithm is changing mm-hmm. as um, just with the things that I'm interacting with, but knowing that I used to follow them and that's what my curated content was, is people that don't even follow mm-hmm. me, don't even keep up with me. That, that was a really big realization yeah. the other day. Well, I mean, where, where high school people are concerned on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, for the first five, 10 years out of high school, you probably get away from following them at a certain mm-hmm. point. Unless you are still in touch with them, you probably don't need to follow them anymore. Go back and unfollow all of those people. You're only following them for nostalgic purposes anyway. And, you know, just unless they're they're people that you genuinely want to have in your life, don't bother. As far as Instagram goes, it sounds like your Instagram, if I could just give you a critique for a second, it sounds like your Instagram is very focused and very curated for specific mm-hmm. things. And as you were describing um, the, what you follow on Instagram, my first thought was like, so what on there is possibly giving you joy right now? Because it sounds like a, yeah. like a utility rather than, than something that that's fun. Um, it's so true. No, it's true. It look, it's, it is, I do treat social media more of a tool to keep me connected because ha- like now that I'm not on social media, I do have to find other ways of keeping connected. Mm-hmm. So that way I can come back to it. I do want to return. Sure. Yeah. It's just got to come back with a different mantra. I think that one of the things that I would suggest when you come back, especially for Instagram is look for like, look for those accounts that, that, that have some aspect of joy in them for you. Something that's going to give you something you can actually enjoy uh, looking at. Um, Because otherwise, like, why bother looking at it? Yeah, exactly. No, it's so true. Because although I love theater, there's more to me than just theater. That's right. I, I love my, I love my friends, but there's more to me than just those people. Mm -hmm. They don't make up who I am. That that's those are the people that are super close to me, very close to me. That are like the, they're a part of me. Listen, when you're back, I'm going to share a couple of puppies with you, and <gasps> um, you'll 
there, I just just to give you some joy in your Instagram, I will send Yay. I will send you some puppies and kittens. If you see some kittens, I will send you some kittens, but mostly some puppies to follow. Okay. Thanks. If you hear my squeal all the way from Toronto, you know some. I know that I know that I succeeded. Yes, absolutely. You did absolutely. good. <laughs> People can get really wrapped up in social media. Right. Mm -hmm. In arguing with the people who are wrong or comparing themselves, which is designed to do right. Influencers mm -hmm. exist because we are easily tricked into believing that what they're showing us is true. Yes. And so like it's and when we see people who are like just like living the life, look at this person's great life. We forget that it may not be that, you know. And that's another facet is I'm learning more about toxic positivity. Sure. Yeah. That is a huge thing I've never really thought about. I There's a couple of people I used to follow, a couple of influencers, and I unfollowed them um, when I checked back into Instagram mm. because of that realization of I don't necessarily need to see how good your life is and how you need to keep the positive vibes going. Yes. I don't need to see that. I don't think that's content that's helpful to me, nor is it something that inspires me or brings me joy. It's not honest. It's not authentic, mm -hmm. right? And I find that the people that I resonate most when I'm following are the people who are able to to be authentic. People who are not always on on their on their in, their their social media who have moments of like, yes, I have not washed dishes in five days and I'm okay with that or whatever it happens to be. Right. Like yep. this is all, this is life. This is real life. If all you do is try yep. to show me your perfect life, I doubt that you're a real person. It's no. Yeah, absolutely. I need to feel more real nowadays because of everything that's happening. I can't afford to be sucked into that lie. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because I am on such a good roll with my writing. There you go. My, my, my writing is way more intentional and it's more focused now that I'm not putting myself into that position of, Oh my gosh, my friend just did like two play readings in one day. They're ready to produce when we're back in the, what the Jess, come on. Could I, could I ask you a question about your phone when you're writing? Okay. Why do you have your phone with you when you're writing? That's what I wanted to know. Why was, why was it there? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, because this is the thing is like when you're writing and your phone is like there so you can like so easily like. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes I've caught myself, you know, if I go to a, when I could go to cafes to write or whatever, and, you know, my phone would be on the table and, you know, I'd write a sentence or two and then it'd be like, ah, oh, a reward for me, my phone. <laughs> Or something I like know. that, you know, it's better to to put it somewhere that it's not easily accessible if yeah. you're doing creative work. Otherwise, next thing you know, you just spent two hours scrolling through TikTok. No, it's so true. I oh, my gosh, I was so guilty of that. I would I would start to uh, start writing. And then suddenly I would have this voice going on in my head, like, you need to share this so people know what you're up to and you stay relevant. So then I'd start taking a picture and then I'd start editing, find the right caption, what hashtags are working. And then two hours have gone by and I've looked up only puppy videos since. Could I, I, I have a suggestion for you. Put it okay. in the other room. Well, there I have two <laughs> suggestions for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. First suggestion 
when you are actually writing, put your phone in another room. Mm-hmm. If you are going to be sharing something on Instagram, take the picture before you start writing or when you're done. But don't worry about editing or posting until later. Right. That just gives me something to do later. Yes. And also remember, it doesn't have to be posted right now. The world is not waiting. The world is. <laughs> and the, you know what? The world is not waiting for anybody's post right now. We are yeah. not waiting with bated breath for the next post for anybody. And they can wait yeah. an hour or two. And you know, the reaction will still be the same. Exactly. It's just, and, and stop sitting there waiting for likes to come in. Yes. I got to say, that's one healthy thing I gave Instagram is they stopped showing how many likes somebody got. You know what? That's, that's, that's super, super helpful. That's mm-hmm. super good. Because, you know, I think a lot of people were like, I posted this thing and I haven't gotten any likes. What can I do for likes? What can I, I do for likes? And it just becomes too overwhelming if that becomes the reason why you're posting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and just just to add on this, another part of your mental health that starts to improve when you start walking away from social media and realizing that the world is not waiting on bated breath for you to post, I think I started getting more out of my head and stopped being Mm -hmm. so self-centered in a lot of things. Like, I'm not saying I'm self, like, I'm a very selfish person. I'm, I'm, I consciously try to not be selfish. Right. It's an anxiety. (laughs) But I stopped concerning myself so much with what people were thinking about me. I stopped concerning myself with what is happening around me and how can I be a part of it? It, It's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. I think that started opening me up to, although I was already empathetic, I started to take on that empathy in a little bit more of a healthy way instead of taking it on in how I feel constantly about a situation. There's something about um, the way that, that, that you post and especially if you concern yourself about how it looks and all of this stuff, that's when you start to get into influencer fake territory, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I will sometimes take a picture and then wait several hours before I post it. Um, because I don't necessarily, like, I, I don't know how I feel about that in the moment. I'm not going to take a picture now, take the time while I'm walking to come up with the caption or whatever that's for later. Um, but there's something about, uh, authenticity that people really respond to. And if, if you are using social media to make connections with people, if you, even if it's just to like, to big up your friends and to cheer your friends on, like that's, that's that's worthwhile. Um, and you can do that with such low pressure and just post stuff that's, that's true and honest and, and authentic while of course, still keeping something of yourself for yourself. Cause it doesn't have to be everything that you put out there. Absolutely. And as introverts, that's something that is important to us already. If the recharge time comes from us, then there's that little part of us that we have to have that relationship with. Mm -hmm. We have to fully appreciate who that person is and keeping those little bits to yourself and and being okay with those failures, being okay with those successes, Mm -hmm. just keeping it for you is more meaningful. And I've become more mindful about about my reactions to Mm -hmm. things. You know, if I don't get writing done, I'm more mindful about how I'm, how I'm treating myself. 
is this okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it okay that I didn't write a full scene? Yes, it is okay. Come back again tomorrow. Just make yeah. keep it consistent. And it's no longer about being the influencer. Yeah. There's something about, um, you know, when, when you have the pressure, when you put the pressure on yourself that you have to be posting, that's, that can be very oppressive for yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, I, so for example, when I first started TikTok, I was like, what am I going to do? I have to post. But no, I don't. No. I can just enjoy watching creative people do stuff. Doesn't mean we're any less creative. That's correct. It just yeah. means that TikTok may not be my medium. And so um, I find it the same with, with Instagram. If I post when I want to. Um, and I think that that's, I mean, I still look at it, but I look at it and I feel like you know, I, I'm celebrating my friends when they post stuff. That's, Mm -hmm. that's sort of like a big thing for me. So on social media, we asked, social media can be overwhelming with all of the drama, the shit posts, the pressure to post, the arguing with strangers or relatives. Sometimes you need to take a break and go on a social media fast. Have you taken a break from social media? How long was your break and how did it change your relationship to social media? Yorkie One says, I have abandoned Facebook. Such a time waste. Oh, I know. (laughs) Just brutal. (laughs) You know, the the funny thing about, about Facebook is that, yes, it is a time waste. And yet, over time, they become less of a time suck than, say, for example, TikTok, which is really great at like, you're like, you start scrolling and then you have like three hours later, you're like, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) But I think because Facebook is largely a text medium, this is where, and this is where the time waste can come in, especially if you're like getting frustrated with family and conspiracy theorists and some of the groups that can be insane and you're fighting with people on the internet, that can definitely be a time waste. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's so funny that you mentioned, like, again, just TikTok or Facebook getting sucked in. That, that, that's something you should be conscious about. I've actually started to put an alarm on my phone. So if I start to go through TikTok, mm-hmm. I put an alarm for 15 minutes and mm-hmm. that's it. Turn it off because it is so easy. Yes. yes what an is. addictive platform. Yes. Huh. D. said... I rarely post for the betterment of my mental health. My 2021 goal is to be off it all completely. I want to live in the present and not online. It almost feels taboo to say I don't want to be on social media anymore. Well, I mean, I think that it does feel taboo to say that only because only because um, it seems to be where so much is happening in our world, especially mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So when we can't like see people in person, Social media is kind of where we're doing that. And so right now, more than ever, it seems like an insane thing to say. Like, oh, I'm going to get off all social media. But sometimes that could be the best thing for you. Yeah. Jody says, I've never taken a complete break, but I've broken from some. I quit Facebook for a number of years before coming back. I find that Facebook is the worst for getting me worked up at people's stupidity. When that happens, I pull back to Twitter where my interaction is a lot more reasonable. I can be much more productive and focused there because it keeps me on specific topics that I enjoy. 
It has shown me that not all social media is the same and that the stresses of each platform are different and manageable to different degrees. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It's interesting because Jody says that, you know, Twitter is is his his comfortable place where for so many people, Twitter is like this cesspool of of, of whatever. But that probably has a lot to do with the more careful curation mm-hmm. of your the people that you're following and who you interact with. Joanne says, my original purpose in joining social media was to keep in touch with family and friends back in Canada. It was a novelty and a treat to be able to share photographs and see what everyone was up to in real time. Now, however, that kind of contact has moved off of social media to private media, WhatsApp, Messenger, Skype, etc. Lately, I've been limiting myself to certain hobby groups I belong to, where the conversation revolves entirely around the hobby, asking and giving advice on how to do things, where to get materials, which materials to get, and etc. The rules are pretty strict about staying on topic and being kind, so it tends to be relatively drama-free. I've become very good at scrolling past things I just don't want to deal with. I haven't really taken a break, but I've changed my approach. One thing that I find frustrating is that when I come to catch up with friends or see what they've posted, I have to scroll through so many ads, but I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, I feel you. The ad, the ads are another thing that was bothering me. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. That's a, that's a whole other world. Yeah. You can go into how, how the platforms follow you to places that aren't even their platforms and that whole suspicion that Facebook is listening to you, even when you're not using the app, because you talked about a thing, we didn't search for it. And now they're showing you ads for it. How is that happening? Do you know, just a little tip. I've, uh, I've started saying that this ad is irrelevant and I keep saying it for each one just to see what other kind of ads I can get there. Hmm. What else? Yeah. Hmm. Unfortunately, there's no way to end up getting no ads, but no, you know, See what other crazy inventions they can bring me to. <laughs> Listen, the problem with social media advertising is that it works. Absolutely. I have seen things enough times on there to be like, oh, that does look kind of good. Maybe I should buy it. And I have. I've had to stop myself so many times. I am one of those people that will just read reviews all day about something I want. I will read the reviews, darn it. All of them. One stars, five stars, all of it. But, you know, you always, you also have to be, you have to take your reviews with a grain of salt as well as everything else. That's just it. Sometimes you get the whole, you know, a product worked just fine, but they're giving it a one star for the the most asinine reasons. And I just, I don't get where they're coming from. It's like, so it's working for you, but you just don't like it because it does X, Y, and Z. I just, I don't get it. There's also the whole, like, you have to sometimes wade through the obvious plant. Yes. You know? Yes. And and they're very obvious. Yes, they are. So that's that's true. Works great as expected or whatever. Like those those are yeah. like you can pretty much discount. It those, looks but. like what's on the box. Like, okay. <laughs> My favorite is like when you're like looking at technology and one of the reviews is it fit great. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I'm 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 looking at at like an iPad and you're telling me about a sweater. I don't understand. <laughs> the material was so soft, it washed very well. <laughs> I bet it did. Yes. yes, I bet it did when you put that iPad in the yeah, wash. Yeah. Totally true to size. <laughs> Did 
Did we learn anything? I learned that Phil is not taking a break from social media anytime no, soon. I'm no. not taking a break anytime <laughs> soon. But you know, the yeah. thing is that not everybody has to. No, it's that's the thing. The breaks are only for for you. You do them for you. You don't break because other people told you to do it. You you break because it's overwhelming or because it doesn't make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, you take a break from it. And if it doesn't, you keep going. Absolutely. And I've stopped guilting myself because of that. I've stopped guilting myself. That's really what I've learned all in all is how guilty I was. I take on guilt to a pretty rough extreme. Huh. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm very. I don't know what it is, and it's something I've had to work through quite a bit. Right. But yeah, I've I've stopped guilting myself that I don't connect with social media that way. It makes me mm. the unique individual that I am, and I love who I am now. And so you should. If I learned anything, it's that not everybody uses social media for the same reasons as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Some people keep their distance from it and they're not very connected to it. And other people dive so far in and try to like engage with as many people as possible and it makes them miserable. Mm. Remember, just because somebody is not is wrong on the internet doesn't mean that you have to be the one that rushes in to correct them, especially if doing so keeps you up at night, makes you just generally angry, or or if you have to uh, if, if if it's all you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can feel the rage flushing up into your face, then it's time to disconnect either from that person or from that platform. Oh, absolutely. And and stop feeling bad. You're also not like some sort of social media star. You know, I see so many people on TikTok trying to become the next big verified star. And it's yeah. like, guys, you need to realize that another platform is going to come along and you're going to want to be on top of that one. And TikTok's going to be a vine. It's going to be of the past at some point, right? 